three, two, one, go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Triad of the Force podcast, a podcast from three Puerto Rican friends coming together to do deep dives into Marvel and other nerd-related media. Today is season three, episode 13, lucky number 13, depending on who you ask, and what an appropriate number to talk about (laughs) the movie that we're going to talk about. Let's welcome our guest, our our unofficial fourth Triad of the Force member, Josie Melendez. Welcome back, Josie, as usual. Hi, thanks for having me for more spicy takes. More it's spicy. always the movies that have the most conversation. Yes. And, I'm, and I'm so glad. This is, I feel like we've had a lot of like really fun episodes lately, but I've been somehow since I saw the movie over the weekend, I've been very, very excited to record this with you because obviously you got to see it before and some uh, screening. So you were vocal on your reviews and you kind of gave me some nuggets there because we were chatting about it and I was that just that made me even more excited for the movie because I'm like oh wait there's there's controversy this is great that's because <laughs> there's the, yeah there's a good movie is a good movie that's boring fine good movie mm-hmm. great whatever but a, a spicy MCU film that that's 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 so good uh, so I, I'm very excited for Mo saw the movie recently as well so I think we in the, in the pre we don't know the, what Mo thinks we don't know though. what Mo thinks I'm very yeah I'm very very excited especially with all the Twitter discourse of everyone just uh, doubling down on their bad bad takes about it uh, so I- I'm too excited so as people can probably tell maybe by everything we're saying today instead of Star Wars we're gonna give Star Wars a break We've been talking about it a lot because of Star Wars celebration and everything. And just a reminder to everyone, if you haven't, please leave a review, subscribe, leave all the things, hit the bell notification, do all those things that you're supposed to do with whatever media you're listening us on. So Apple Podcast Review, YouTube, subscribe, all the things. Uh, And if you've been listening before, you know we'll be at Star Wars Celebration. And if you haven't, we're going to be at Star Wars Celebration on the podcast stage, Saturday, May 28th, 11 a.m., Pacific Standard Time. So make sure to check us out. Maybe you'll get a sticker or two. And these are backwards, even Ooh, though we might, we might, we might have pins. We might have pins. Who knows? It's gonna be, it's gonna be madness. Uh, see what I did there. Oof. But anyway, that's it for Star Wars today. MCU, Marvel, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness. A movie that I think many of us were looking forward to, especially after Loki and WandaVision, and it's mm-hmm. just like in Spider-Man No Way Home, it's just like, what's going on? What's the direction that Marvel's going on, uh, going in with this whole multiverse? What is the multiverse of madness? Sam Raimi's back, Wanda's in the trailer, America Chavez, so many things going on. Doctor Strange one, I did not like, so I'm just like, what's going to happen here? Uh, and the movie did not disappoint. There is, There are so many things to talk about, and I don't know if it's because it's shallow as a puddle or because it uh, has a lot of depth, but I think that's what this conversation is going to uh, try to try to answer. What what what's the depth that this movie actually has? Is it the masterpiece that some of the fanboys are calling it to be, or is it just vacuous fan service? But before we get going into all those little worlds multiverses that we're going to talk about in this movie. Let's have like some initial reactions of what everyone thought after seeing the movie. Josie, you're our guest. We're going to start with you. You saw the movie at a screening. Mm-hmm. What, was, what, was that, what was that experience like? How did you feel? What was the atmosphere? Tell us everything. Yeah, I was excited for the film. I was very excited for this film. So I was a little bit disappointed that I was disappointed. Um, my reaction could have been a lot worse but I didn't. It was going to be my first negative reaction, I think, to a Marvel film that I've been invited to a screening. So I was like, mm-hmm. what do I do? <laughs> but I did do a little thread because I was upset with a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was liking the movie at first, but the more it went, the less I liked it. And I don't think it's a bad film my gripe is with the story Mm -hmm. 
I don't think it has a proper narrative structure. Like the other day I called it a two hour TV special because it just feels, <laughs> it feels self-contained, which is something that we've been looking for, right. mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it has a proper beginning or an ending. I, I don't see the clear, like the little narrative structure people teach you with going triangulito y todo. No, right, I don't right. see that. Like there are climaxes, there are like turns, twists, but it just follows off on the vision and then like the movie doesn't really end i don't feel like it has a really like an ending mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i i i was like what did i just watch and then you just go about your day and you want to feel something you go about your day that's a yeah, that's a I, I that's a good way to describe it end. <laughs> and also i was just mad with um america chavez's portrayal which we'll get into oh we'll we'll get to it uh definitely that's a very good way to describe it you just went about your day because i felt the same way i just left the movies it's like well i guess i'll go home now and because it's one of those eternals (laughs) which eternals is good by the way anyone that like thinks that eternals is bad you're wrong and we're going to talk about that in another episode but besides the point for now uh but i don't know for me yeah it was very interesting because it's also had the worst post-credit scene i think that ever, that any marvel movie has had because it's like oh i will okay. say i was i was vibing with the post-credit scene just because i see charlie's theron and i'm like yes yes i mean <laughs> but I, like I, in in terms of what's going on i couldn't care less i was just enamored by her i was like ah yes <laughs> yeah, that's the only that's the only saving grace of the post-credit scenes that it's her and then it's just like oh but okay so that that so where nothing happened, it's just Charlize Theron being awesome, but then kind of going back into Doctor Strange 1 and going back into the dark dimension to, so I feel like we're back at the ending of Doctor Strange, where it's just like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. It's just like, oh my God, I already saw that 10,000 times. That's the actual multiverse of madness for me. You know, I have to see Dormammu one more time. Uh, but <laughs> what about you? You, you? you saw it the most recent, so it's fresh on your mind. What, what was your reaction? Well, I, I, I guess I had the opposite reaction when I saw, I, I don't know, actors or actresses or anything. I was like, mm-hmm. another white person just showed up. Just, <laughs> like, I was disappointed, so to say the least, but going back to, uh, I was, uh, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm sad because they came in with excitement. Uh, mm-hmm. They, I, you know, the title, you know, they sold me, they were gonna, I was gonna get madness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they, they. I saw zero madness, just a linear, mm-hmm. you know, path with like reusing like old stereotypes, like oh, witches are bad. They destroy the they destroy the universe with their chaos magic, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is the consequence. Like it, it, it didn't. There was no madness. There was just it seemed like really linear. Mm-hmm. Like there, it it undermined everything that we were talking about the multiverse that things are different things are weird but mm-hmm. they were all the same like even the all doctor strange were the same like we exactly. already saw loki that loki had different versions of themselves we saw we already seen like all of these aspects and weirdness of the multiverse they just like eh, let's brush that off let's let's make it like just i, I don't know it, it felt it disappointed at all levels it was and it's like it's enjoyable like if you just see it and just but then you just go in on your day and like you know I, I regret going to the movies to watch it to be honest I, I would I would have I would have watched it on Disney plus so wow that's that's a that's 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 brave and say you regret seeing at the movie because I think I think it has popcorn value to it it's just like oh I mean seeing the when like Dr. Strange is just traveling the multiverse with with Amer- I was gonna say Veronica with America through like all the portals and everything. So it's like, oh my God, it's amazing. And the Illuminati stuff, as underwhelming as that ended up being, it was mm-hmm. like that that Chuck Valley of seeing it with a theater full of strangers. You know, there's I don't know, there's something magical and mystical uh, being but, but, at a movie but, theater that but, but I would it never. Dep- it depends you know? on the, uh, it depends on the theater because like when mm-hmm. the Illuminati thing came up, like people were like what the fuck is that shit like yeah you mine, too. Like- <laughs> mine too mine was a screening with like press and everything and everyone was like okay exactly <laughs> really interesting oh my theater and i know people were i know it's something mine. no i know it's something from the comics but not but, yeah. many people know that and they, you just hear that name and it's like what oh oh well yeah, yeah the name is dumb yeah. it's a so, but like and, and all the cameos pop in it was just, oh, yeah right, a lot of people in my theater like these are critics these are people in the industry and they're like 
laughing. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was laughable. It's like, <laughs> but I think that's one of the key issues, though. I mean, and I think we, I think I want to save the America slash Wanda conversation mm-hmm. for the end because I think that's the most important thing to talk about. So let's talk about like all the backwards of fanboy stuff first, mm-hmm. and to see why it might or might not have worked. And I think a lot of it is anchored on what you were saying, Mo, about being shown that madness, right, of the multiverse in Loki. And then having a completely different type, I don't know, maybe this madness was medicated, went to the, you know, went to mental health professional and got, you know, the dosage right. And that, now it's not that crazy. And so yeah. I think there were things that we've been set up to expect that all of a sudden when we see in this movie, it's like, oh, but why aren't we really getting those things? It just felt like, a, at least to me, diluted things that we've seen done better in other Marvel films. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, you were saying more about the Doctor Strange all being Benedict Cumberbatch. I always say Cumbersquatch, but it's Cumberbatch. I, that's a complicated name for me. Uh, and then, but when we see Loki, we have, you know, Richard Grant, we have the crocodile, we have Kit Loki, we have a boastful Loki, we have Sylvie. Oh, it's like all these different versions. Loki. I miss him. <laughs> so the spinoff. If you're not going to do the spinoff on Disney+, Plus, at least do like a, a series of shorts for YouTube. But we need, we need. We've done it with Loki. Olaf. Do it with Alligator Loki. He has a little slide. It. When I yeah. noticed he had a little slide in Loki, I was like, "That's it. You, you That's just it. bumped yourself up on my like rating of <laughs> Marvel TV shows on Disney Plus." Right. <laughs> he might have been the best Loki, but I mean, that's just an opinion, though. Uh, but we see that diversity, right? Of like mm-hmm. how the multiverse is different. I mean, we do get different versions of Tom Hiddleston as Loki, but. Yeah. But it's and but it's because yeah it's multiverse so you get variations of the same and variations in a different way and all of a sudden we see this multiverse and it's kind of like oh the same Doctor Strange all the time Benedict Cumberbatch and then when we get our our cameo fest which is kind of hearkening I think to the same effect they wanted from either Endgame or No Way Home which is like oh shit like all these characters are coming back or No Way Home which is like oh these cross you know cross generational cross universe actors coming back for like the shock of like the cameo but it just at least to me fell flat especially with how they were handled immediately after yeah because it's just wanda just comes in and like destroys them in two seconds and it's like oh oh so this this was pointless yeah this was pointless like we got captain carter which was amazing to me and all of a sudden she gets cut in half Oh, but spoiler alert, by the way, people. Spoiler (laughs) alert. (laughs) The people were complaining about her, which I didn't notice this until recently, that they were annoyed by her saying, I could do this all day. And I'm like, what else is she going to say? Her screen time is low. That's the instant way for you to know what kind of, like, her character. That was awesome. I love it. Also, I just like her. Let her have her little day in the sun. Chris Evans says it all the time. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. Like, for me, what if was kind of like a meh, Uh, but... One of the standouts was yeah. Captain Carter. So to see her in live action was like, thank you. Yeah. But- that being said, I actually vibed with What If because it was one of the first mm-hmm. shows that I didn't know what they were going to do. So mm-hmm. seeing that each week was kind of exciting for me. So I liked how it connected with Multiverse of Madness because I was True. very disappointed Loki didn't connect with Multiverse of Madness because it was hyped up by the fandom that it might connect with the film. Mm-hmm. So that not happening kind of upset me. So getting Captain Carter didn't make me happy. According to Kevin Feige, the way it connects is just because Loki allowed for this movie to happen. So it's a very no, no, you know, that's, distant that, connection. <laughs> but but I mean it, that that makes sense, like that little fact. But they disregarded, you know, like so many other things they could have connected. Like mm-hmm. even even No Way Home, they could have said like you know the events that Doctor Strange unfolded made a mm-hmm. fold in the multiverse and that's yeah, why how america ended up in this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like yeah. there was zero connection like you, you had the you already had the what what if uh dr strange mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how come that's not involved like you just yeah, why it wasn't yeah why wasn't a uh, strange supreme yeah the, the evil strange here evil strange here. like you even though had- even though strange supreme technically had his redemption arc see all the men get their redemption arcs and get to live happily ever after. It would have been cool if when they're like traveling through multiverses, one of them would have been with the art of what if. And they didn't do that. And I'm like, y'all yeah. had a missed opportunity to connect everything, even if it was just so small. 
and it was eat and it was easy because they did the paint paint world Mm -hmm. like, I, I want a more paint world that you see that's that's the madness <laughs> well, it's, that I would it's hard it's hard to eat there though uh, so yeah. i mean but, but but that's that's okay you're you're rambling like you they by by accident they fall in like the perfect havens of like multiverses come on <laughs> well she she can control her powers ish you know so she's trying to get to a place where she can eat pizza in whatever form possible so i i sympathize with that need for pizza so it's it's powerful. I, I, I will eat pizza balls for the record. Like for <laughs> all everyone listening, like there used to be like a place in in Conda, in Miramar, in, Jesus Christ, I'm mixing up everything in Ocean Park where they used to have. It's not. It wasn't pizza balls. It was pizza cones. It was called pizza cono. It was See, like the best oh version God. of pizza I ever <laughs> ate in my life. Get Holy crap! Back. When I saw the pizza balls in, in Multiverse of Madness, I'm like, Puerto Rico did it first and it was better. It was better. <laughs> que throwback, los pizza cono. That was, I'm not like, <laughs> I want to say disgusting. It was like, disgusting, but yeah. the best. <laughs> Por eso, the best type like, of then, then the grease just falls down the bottom. In theory, oh. you're like, ooh, but then you're trying it and you're like, oh, this is not mm -hmm. the best thing but you can't stop because it's just an experience it's just it's just it's just you don't have regrets but you do question your morality <laughs> yes <Okay. laughs> so maybe we do live in one of the multiverses of uh, the doctor strange Puerto Rico, yeah. Puerto Multiverso. we do live in the we do live in the cursed timeline so it makes sense uh, but going back to the cameos right they don't have any payoff even even the the one cameo that they saved that's the big secret of Reed Richards, which was like, it got audible gasps in my theater. And it was just like amazing, even though I hate that actor, I just want to punch him in the face. It's not personal. I just don't like him. But I was still like, oh, okay, they did the fan cast. That's cool. But then it's just like, okay, what was the point? And like, they, they didn't pay off anything. There was no character development. Didn't further anyone's story. And people are going to say, but it was, of course it did, because if if Doctor Strange hadn't met the Illuminati, he wouldn't have known about the uh, consequences of the other Strange and how he died. And it's like, really? Did Doctor Strange really learn any lesson from that? Because he's still the same Doctor Strange. He's like, well, I'll still do what I need to do to get the job yeah. done. So it's so you prove everyone right by just doing what you do. So it's, the it's Illuminati, like, it's like, cool, but a waste of time. It's like, you know, Doctor Strange gets rewarded for just being himself, and that's it. And then when Wanda wants to be herself, it's like fuck you, mm -hmm. like you're not going anywhere, and you're, just, yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get crushed by your own yeah. weight. It's like oh, you're one character. <laughs> See, that's what happened to Wanda, basically. Exactly. <laughs> everyone listening, everyone listening. Mo it's, was just saying how a building was dropped on Wanda, and then karma, it's, the, it's, the laptop fell. <laughs> telling you, it's, it's the chaos energy, you know. It, this, it, is. it is. It's chaos magic. It's chaos. You. It's the Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Uh, but that's a good seg now into that because I mean unless like I think unless anyone wants to like plug in more of like the missed opportunity or the failure of the cameo because I feel like usually cameos in Marvel are one of two either just a little throwaway things like oh here's Stan Lee or here's this character but it's kind of like a fun easter egg or an actual character that comes in to actually support the story in some meaningful way like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in yeah. no way home which were actual characters in the movie they didn't just show up right yeah but that's here the thing, there's a, a difference yeah because a cameo isn't supposed to last that long which is why andrew and toby can be considered not being a cameo because they actually help right. the story which seeing how they held the illuminati in the plot they were clearly supposed to help the story but they didn't they they were used more as props that's it. Like they were just placeholders, mm -hmm. just for like, like, like Doctor Strange could have figured it out by any other. Like Christine could have told Doctor yeah, Strange yeah. what had really happened. Like mm -hmm. you did not need. Yeah, because she knew. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and that would be way more impactful. Like it's coming from someone Doctor Strange loves, mm -hmm. and see like and someone that loves him, and then seeing the interaction, like how, mm -hmm. like how are you different? And but no. It's like you need the whole like cameo thing. Eh? Like to to be to be completely fair, I did get very excited when Professor X shows up in the yellow hover wheelchair from the animated show 
and then the theme from the animated show pops in. I was like, okay, 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 I'm in, I'm in. You got me for five minutes. I you felt so bad because he didn't know the connection to the comics. So I saw that and I was like, it looks like one of those carritos that you see in supermarkets. <laughs> for kids. Little, the, magic, uh, the little kids ones, like little animals and stuff. It's just yeah. plastic. <laughs> it looks cool. True. If you don't have context, it does look kind of lame. Uh, but <laughs> with the context, like, oh, epic, con- epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, with something actually I wanted to point out too. For me, the music in Doctor Strange 1 was actually one of the highlights of the film for me. And I don't remember who was the composer for Doctor Strange 1. I think it was a big mistake. And I think this is just a Marvel thing in general that they don't have composers continue on to build a score. I just think, it, I mean, no disrespect to Danny Elfman. He's epic and he's mm-hmm. done one of the greatest scores ever. I think he was a miss, he was a miss for this movie because it just removed that mystical weird music of Doctor Strange 1 and like there wasn't that yeah. musical connection with the original. I don't know how you guys felt about the music. I liked it but I also don't remember the music from the first one. I've only seen Doctor Strange once and I have need. no desire to watch it again but I do understand if there if like the first score was so impactful to the character and like the essence of Doctor Strange, it mm-hmm. I, like I can see because this one feels very different. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the score, but I know that this one was it was just different. It was Danny Elfman, it was yeah. Sam Raimi. Like they were trying to give us something distinct, which I did like about the film. Like you can like point it out in a lineup because of that style that Sam Raimi bought yeah. and brought. But yeah. I like the score in this movie, but if I were to judge it in that sense, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, not to say that it's a bad score, mm. just like in terms of like the continuity and like that vibe that was already established. Just the problem like, with the film. <laughs> but but to your point though, I I do appreciate like uh, Raimi's visual style because I mean he did bring in he went all in. So it's like I'm doing Evil Dead, PG thirteen Evil Dead, a la MCU. And I think he achieved something very commendable because, like you said, if you like put every single, how many of them are there now? Like 10,000 Marvel movies, like all 20 whatever movies that there are, 24, 25. And you kind of have to see visual styles. Very few stand out as like distinct from the rest because they're all kind of cookie cutter, you know, all the Ant Mans and the Thor Dark Worlds, and, you know, they're all kind of the same. And Sam Raimi was able to kind of like inject his own personality into where it does have that je ne sais quoi about it you know that like mm-hmm. makes it stand on its own uh, but again so you can have all the flair you can have all the bombastic elements all the action scenes and everything but if you don't have the core of the story then it there's really no point to it and the core of that story is one that and dr strange dr strange who we've seen in Four movies so far: Doctor Strange, Thor, Ragnarok, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. Right, so six with this one. Uh, his story. What's what's Doctor Strange's story? What's his payoff? I don't think that he has had any journey whatsoever. He's still an arrogant ass. He's a watered down Tony Stark. Sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch fans. He had <laughs> a better storyline in the What If series. One hundred percent. That episode was epic just because we finally saw him like interacting with himself and realizing that he is his biggest problem. And until he solves his relationship with himself and how he handles everything, he won't like advance. And that ultimately becomes his consequence. And then like they keep adding him to the other episodes. And I, that was the best Doctor Strange. And I was hoping to get more of that in this one. And we didn't. Good, extremely good point. Because I think that episode of Doctor, I mean, that sequence of Doctor Strange and What If is actually the best, considering that I think the rest of the show is kind of okay. But for a character that I'm not particularly invested in, that that you know that Phantom of the Opera episode where you know he's trying to get Christine is just uh, mind blowing, really. It, and the cool thing is that he loses, right? Like evil Strange, you know, Strange Supreme wins against like the good guy, you know, Doctor Strange that we expect will win at the end. And it's kind of like whoa, it's very cathartic. And obviously, there's the payoff. At the end of what if, where he kind of sacrifices himself inside that mirror dimension of fight, 
uh, Uber, Ultron, or whatever he's called. So there is a, and it's that's multiversal story. Why couldn't we do this here? <laughs> a lot of questions. Let him yeah. writing. The fault, the biggest fault, and I'm going to keep saying it like I'm not hating on this man. I'm even forgetting his name. I will not mention his name, but the writer of this film, um, mm-hmm. it was the writing for me. I just don't think this was a strong script. Is it because of Dr. Strange or is it because of Wanda? It's everything. <laughs> it's everything. It's just the entire script. I, I wouldn't say throw it away, but let's let's. <laughs> Revise it. <laughs> Get a script doctor in here. Uh, stat. Uh, for, for me, it was really odd because when I was watching the trailers, I know that they were framing Wanda as kind of like the villain-esque character, but never in my mind did I think, oh, yeah, she's the actual villain. And she's like, no, no. well, you know, she's dubious, but I, and especially because they put in the trailer that line that just pisses me off even more now the movie's over. It's like, oh, when you break the rules, you become the hero. When I do, like everyone hates me or whatever, that's not fair, is it? And I'm like, that's that's the movie. That's that's the movie. So there's a point, at least for me, where like there's a sort of public redemption, not a redemption for her. I think Wanda did nothing wrong. Hashtag Wanda, Wanda's a hero. Uh, but in terms of like perception of Wanda for like everyone else, I thought there was going to be like a, this redemption for her where she is to the eyes of everyone else becomes like the hero that she's meant to be. And it finally catches a break. God damn it. It's just like, give, 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 that, give this person a break. She's been through enough. Why do we have to make her suffer and lose in every single of her appearances? And then just set up Dr. Strange as, oh, well, he broke up with his girlfriend once and couldn't get over it. Really? That's his loss? Really? Uh, you'll have to go to his ex-girlfriend's wedding. Stay home, bro. If, if for your mental health, if that doesn't help, stay home. And that, that's not a compelling character arc for me that you broke up with your girlfriend if that's that's who you you were an asshole to exactly (laughs) exactly you deserved to be broken up with so Mm -hmm. it's just like don't 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 i i don't believe that that's his character arc development uh how did you guys feel about wanda versus dr strange and like how their arcs which are supposed to be like you know these parallel stories right because they're that's what they try to frame mm-hmm. it as right how they're both processing the same type of emotions but to very different results how did you guys feel like it was uh, handled let's start with you mo oh i mean when you frame it that way how like how how can you frame the loss of two children and your family to losing a girlfriend from like years ago like wow like that that is you know that tells a lot on like the lack of like awareness the lack of sensibility the mm-hmm. the like come on seriously like <laughs> like that that's that's to you the equivalent and then the only response being like well that was made by magic and that's not real well whatever up little story you made on your mind that you were meant to be together for the rest of my life. It's also made up in your mind. It's not mm-hmm. real anyways. So like, then, then you have like, I, 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 I like you said, Gus, I thought there was going to be a moment of self-awareness. Like, okay, when you do it, like, but then it's like, or, or maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not seeing, maybe it's so self-aware that it's so meta that it's like, yeah, but we have <laughs> to do it again. Like, Fifth dimensional chess. It's like, what's happening? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe our little brains are not capable of managing yeah, that information. Yeah, yeah. But we just don't understand because we're not. We don't read. The uh, but but it's it's so. You know, it's it's so overused. Like mm-hmm. all all through every single like story where you have witches, they are always the evil ones. They they're dancing with the devil like oh, that's really let's be even more reductive witches is a code word it's just women uh exactly. women just want to embrace like whatever whatever thing that they want to do and all of a sudden it's just like well i guess we have to kill you uh yeah. and it's very male gaze right i think if i'm not mistaken the writer of this movie is a guy mm-hmm. so it's just can't wait so 
Like, well, shouldn't you have talked to your wife or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he worked but, on Loki. But Loki, so was he the only writer on Loki, though? I was looking for it. I think he got a created by credit. And I think he got a writing credit, if I'm not mistaken. I think he is the writer for Loki. Okay. I thought I, I would have thought Loki would be like a team of writers, though. Yeah. Uh, but Josie, what did you think about that with the handling of like Doctor Strange versus Wanda? Yes, I agree with Mo. It's just, you think they're going to have self-awareness. You watch the trailer and it says an entire an entirely different movie. Like even Wong says, oh, your actions in No Way Home are creating a ripple effect. And we don't see any of that. There is mm -hmm. no reference to it. And that's what bothered me because I know that No Way Home was supposed to come before Doctor Strange and mm -hmm. America was supposed to be introduced in, in No Way Home. I get it. But y'all are doing reshoots all the time. I'm sure you could have fixed this. <laughs> so the fact that they don't connect bothers me. Um, the fact that Sam Raimi openly admitted that he didn't watch WandaVision. I'm like, where's the connection? Because I love WandaVision. It's my favorite mm -hmm. show that they've done. I love Except Wanda the last episode. <laughs> yeah. I like the last episode, but I'm weird. <laughs> the last, the, no, the last episode, I think the problem with it was just like the fight. It was like, but that's oh, what oh. happened. Um, again, it's the whole COVID thing that kind of messed mm -hmm. up Marvel and their timeline. And I think they're trying to fix it all. But it's like, especially it just, it's upsetting because you're saying that these films are supposed to connect, but then you're not connecting them. And I know that Kevin Feige said that the shows aren't supposed to directly connect with the movies. But you're still doing it. You're still referencing like Thanos in the TV shows and everything. So just you're being very selective about what you're supposed to show. And like the logic is falling apart. And it's yeah. getting harder for me to have that suspension of disbelief, which is why I get that people say like it is accurate to Wanda. Like people are saying that it's accurate to her character in the comics other people are saying that no that she's never like a true villain in the movie in the comics so there are a lot of perspectives from each side um i do think that she was just very one-dimensional mm -hmm. and which is a shame right because yeah, after one division to just make her a villain and to make her mm -hmm. a villain over the mother stuff it's troubling for me it's just like mm -hmm. so so women can't just go crazy I just, and... I just feel like what we've known about her character so far ignoring the comics what we've known from wandavision i don't think she would be that single-minded and mm -hmm. you're just making like it's not just her kids there's also like vision is still out there according to wandavision mm -hmm. um her brother is probably alive in another dimension like it's very strange that we don't see vision in any of these multiverses that she's looking at with the kids mm -hmm. um it's too expensive to bring back Paul Bettany. Right. Yeah, it's too expensive <laughs> to bring up Paul Bettany and any person that might be playing Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. So, like, I get it, but also, you're freaking Marvel. Try to tell a good story. And if you want to tell a good story, you need to have these elements because you've already set them up. And, and, Should. and Yeah, go ahead, Mom. Like, I agree with, like, everything you were saying, Joseph. And then, like, to, like tend to be so restricted in imagination because like mm -hmm. you're you're dealing in a multiverse like i'm sure there has to be one where i'm sorry wanda died and the kids are orphans like mm -hmm. how come like there's no like there was no effort of mm -hmm. like pushing that story it was just like so flat it's like yeah it's, it's sad because and then then what a chain like how come you're not the one that's doing a movie and you're talking about Wanda, how come you cannot force to see, I mean, no force anybody, but mm -hmm. adding the contract, like you have to see what's what, what the character went through. If you're going to mm -hmm. talk about them, like I think that's disappointing and all, and in the reflects, you can see it in, in the movie. That's, 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 that's the fault in it, you know? Yeah. I think it's interesting because I can see, Wanda starting out as like the vision, uh, the vision, but as the villain uh, in the movie, right? Uh, because of whatever she's reading, the dark holes, that she's, you know, it's influencing her. And evil books do evil things, right? That's fine. Uh, and it's very Sam Raimi, right? Because, you know, the Necronomicon kind of on brand. Uh, so I can see that. But I think it would have been more impactful if then all Doctor Strange also is influenced by 
the dark hold and he sees that evil can do and like they both have to go into this journey of of self-discovery and freedom mm-hmm. and kind of break both of their chains and see that they're not that different and then she becomes the hero she saves him from the dark hold somehow and then everything you know you can just restructure everything that's there to just make her win and discover yeah. that the dark hold's lying to her and like she doesn't need to go to another dimension to save her kids she can get the book of vishanti and then like risk rescue her kids from the reality she created and like you know because it's more powerful i think that way. you already have the solution you brought the book of vishanti uh, ultimate good and all that stuff and like you have your MacGuffin there so you can have your cake and eat it you have mm-hmm. it there but you chose to instead of like have that interesting journey for them then discover like a greater evil being that then ties a little more neatly i think to the whole uh post credit scene and then just to waste that to just throw a building on top of her it's just like what yeah it's just and- not a profound <sighs> film and just also the questioning of I don't feel like Wanda, even if she was possessed by the dark hold, we mm-hmm. clearly like you're using that as an excuse. Oh, she's perf- she's possessed by the dark hold. It is blah, blah, blah. But then you still see her conscious of her actions by the end. Yeah. Like she doesn't like she's not freed from anything or anything. She's still herself. And I don't think she would kill another child. I just don't understand mm-hmm. why she's after like killing America. Yeah. It's odd. And that's a good segue because America's usage in the film was also weird because she's no disrespect to like the actress or the character, but she and she's just a glorified MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Like she does nothing in the movie to really do it. She has a power that everyone's after, and like that's it. She, there's there's no journey really. She's just she's the MacGuffin that mm-hmm. speaks basically. Uh, did you guys how did you guys feel about uh, America in the movie? Because that's 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 what I was thinking the whole way. She's a MacGuffin. She's the book of Ashanti, basically. They're they're the same thing, interchangeable. Yes, something the characters want to get to. I'll let Mel go first. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to me, it just seemed like, you know, just the regular like trope of like, you know, you have a kid that has powers they don't know how to use they just come out when you're scared and then you have the kind mentor that's going to guide them through that journey like the kid from deadpool and and the kid from that that they did it better in that movie yeah. yeah yeah so there wasn't i don't know there wasn't anything like wow about it you know i i, I, I like the visuals i like I, I i don't know anything about this character before so you know kind of seeing like oh someone that's doesn't exist in other multiverses and has this power to travel across all of them. Kind of cool. Uh, but apart from, th- there wasn't like, I'm, I'm guessing they're re- maybe they're reserving the, her journey for later on. Uh, you know, there's, right now, they were just a prop. Like, yeah, Wanda wants you. You got the power. Then you got the power, power yeah. too. <laughs> and that's it. Like, that's, that's how it felt. Like, nothing special. Nothing out of the ordinary. unfortunately right because we don't want like a mm-hmm. latina super latinx yeah I, I, the, you know you know it, it was it was interesting like watching the the movie here in puerto rico where they actually showed like she had two mothers and you kind of felt like some like some silence and like some people like kind of like cheering so it was like you can still like see like oh wait they're showing like you know like a latina family with like uh, the, the, on the spectrum, on the LGBTQ, like, mm-hmm. and and that's that that thing that's you know that's good, but I it was eerie to see like how it still like makes people so uncomfortable to mm-hmm. see that on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, with everything that's happening in the world right now and politics and everything, it's 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 very troubling. We won't get into that because that's a whole different can of worms. But I def I definitely agree with you there, Mo. I did definitely in my screening too there when the two moms show up there you could feel like there was like like some people being like oh, what's what's happening here uh, what are them gays doing in my movie theater uh, yeah which i saw is just like get over it who cares uh, exactly but uh especially because that's what it is in the comics and all these comic book purists are like oh yeah you're getting you're, you're getting the thing from the comics 
but there is one person out of this triad right now that is more versed in the ways of America Chavez. So we shall open the floodgates now so that we can discuss <laughs> America and all of her glory. So, so Josie, thing. what do you think of America? It's the funny thing. I'm not a comic book purist, but when it comes to America, I get so defensive because it was the first Marvel character I ever connected to. It's the first character I was like, I need to have every single comic she's been in. So that's something special. And it's because she was an Afro-Latina. Mm -hmm. Like her two volumes written by Gabi Rivera are perfect because essentially America Chavez showed up as the superpowered Latina. But Marvel never gave her anything to anchor her to that identity. And that's when Gabi Rivera came in, who is a queer Puerto Rican writer. And she gave her specificity. She gave her, like, she goes to Sotomayor University. Mm -hmm. um, they call her the Muhammad Ali of the Marvel, like, comics. So clearly, she's supposed to be Afro-Latina. It's there. Mm -hmm. The Puerto Rican culture is there. Like um, she like essentially she is technically Afro and indigenous because there mm -hmm. are also a lot of reference references to Taino mythology and all mm -hmm. of that. So it is rooted in Puerto Rican culture and Caribbean culture. So, of course, the casting was. Like nothing against social. But it's just the same way, like if Miles Morales was casted as Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> like, we don't want that. Like, Girl, you have to be triggered true. Triggered me all of a sudden there. Yeah, yeah, you have to be true <laughs> to the character to some extent because it's not even sure. She, like, she can be any kind of Latina. She doesn't have to be Puerto Rican. We can let go of that because essentially she is technically an alien. She just mm -hmm. adopted Latino culture because that is the community that took her in when she ran away to the to our planet, to our universe, 616, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so that's the, that's, the unit, that's the community that took her in. But when we're talking about like whitewashing, that's, that's when we have to draw the line because mm -hmm. so many people relate to America Chavez because of that. It's mm -hmm. the first time we get to see not only a Latina, but an Afro-Latina, an Afro-Indigenous Latina at that, mm -hmm. being kick-ass. And then it also comes to the fact that I didn't like what they did with their character and that is what ultimately ruined the movie for me because um, she's not supposed to be easily scared or anything. That's not her conflict. And I understand how they tried to make a narrative out of, oh, she's finding her confidence. She's still young. No, America was fully confident ever since she was a kid. Her problem was being able to trust people, which I thought mm -hmm. they were going to get into and then they didn't. And I was like, no. Like that's her thing, controlling her emotions because she's a very emotional person and not in a bad way. She just feels so much and she's afraid of that, which is why mm. she's always running away and why she doesn't trust people and she doesn't like getting attached. So I would have loved to have seen more of that. Just someone that's already strong mm -hmm. and they took that away from her because her power ultimately comes from like she punches portals, she kicks portals, she makes them with her arms and her feet. And they took that from her. It's just like, why are you in the shape that? of a star? One star. And it's and supposed to be, <laughs> yeah. And it's supposed to be that. Not and big. it's great. And, um, I, como se dice, just, I hated what they did with her moms because her moms essentially they sacrificed themselves in the comics against like a black hole. Sometimes it's like they're the utopian parallels being attacked, but mm -hmm. essentially they sacrifice themselves to, to save everyone else. Mm -hmm. and then america the moms do yeah and then america can't deal with that so she runs away she's essentially running away from her grief from her pain and it's such a profound story and we got her yelling at a be <laughs> and her mom's disappearing and i'm like what is this i started laughing because i thought it was supposed it's to interesting be it's interesting because i didn't know that but it's kind of makes sense with how the, the, how women have been framed in this movie it's just like no you're you're at fault for your powers and it's mm -hmm. your fault because you're a woman you have to atone for the powers that you have like mm -hmm. one has to atone and like all and the women are being punished in this film and i right. just don't understand and it. that's so interesting because i didn't know that about the comic so to see that more empowering framework of how she loses her mothers versus like how it's reframed for mm -hmm. the movie to like just make it her fault it's very yeah. telling about like how they're writing these specific yeah. characters because she's essentially supposed to be what marvel wanted to do with um captain marvel because i know a lot of people feel different ways about her 
but mm-hmm. like I would guess that maybe someone at Marvel was like no look at the reception Captain Marvel got from being so super powered and it's like that's not the problem the journey doesn't have to be how much power they have it can it has to be that's when you have to do an internal journey and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they're just afraid because we had to do that with Wanda too. And we didn't get that. We had to do that with America and we needed, and we didn't get that. We had to do that with Rachel McAdams characters too, Christine. But it's like, they were, they were too afraid to do like an internal journey and they kept it so superficial and it would have mm-hmm. been nice to see like what's going on inside with these characters because they're clearly suffering. Mm-hmm. And even with Dr. Strange, we should have gotten some more internal work and we didn't. So it's just a very superficial film. Yeah. It's just linear. Before we move into like some other stuff, I want to kind of circle back into the casting choice. And obviously this conversation had to be like disparaging or, you know, or, or you know, reductive of so chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she's great. Representation. Because I mean, are... she's a young actress. It, hey, if they had offered me the role, of America yeah. Chavez, I would have taken it. It's like, it's hey, hey girlfriend, I'm going. Hey. Marvel so, has a history so. of just poor casting. But but I think that's what we're what I'm what we're getting at though is, and I think you made a good point about not being culturally casted, not because it could have been you know, actress of Cuban descent, Dominican descent, uh, Mexican descent. That's not the point. The point was the whitewashing of the character, which I think it's important to keep in mind for when we're casting characters because especially characters that have like intentionality in their appearance and their race and their background and when like a creator intentionally gives them like an on you know a character like an unrepresented group's appearance in this case like an afro-latina with like curly hair wavy hair and all of a sudden you have like a lighter skinned latina with like straight hair it's kind of like you're kind of giving a message and it's kind of a contrary message to what creators wanted to do and for me that's very troubling because then you're kind of signaling that there's only this is like the way to be acceptable in your race and it's to be conforming to what is acceptable for Mm -hmm. white people and I think it's very interesting because I tie it back to uh, what's the name Uh, being the Ricardos a terrible Mm -hmm. Aaron Sorkin movie uh, when get casted Javier Bardem as a Desir Ness, and I was like, wait, you're gonna cast a Spaniard a, to play a Cuban? Mm-hmm. And not to say that actors can't inhabit the skins of other people. Just, sure, white people, it's only white people say that. <laughs> but it's kind of like, but there's a, there's a point when you're representing someone of a certain culture and a certain background, and then you're taking that representation away from that culture to like give it to colonizer right and someone mm-hmm. that's gonna like whitewash that performance and that depth of caring that some from the background would have i think it's just it's just disappointing especially in this day and age and uh, when you see like what marvel is trying to do for representation and then all of a sudden not go through with it i'm sure that they mm-hmm. had the best intentions mm-hmm. and they weren't thinking about it that way but it's just like well the things we do matter and how we the people we choose matter too so it's it's weird. It's odd. It's not like recasting Superman as a black person because Superman was isn't meant to represent a Caucasian idea. It's represent it's meant means America at the time. So Superman can just transform to become something else. So it's not it's not the same as when we mm-hmm. you know, again it's like change. Miles Morales. If you change mm-hmm. Miles Morales and the way he looks, you change everything that makes up the character. Yeah. It's like yeah. with being the Ricardos, um, Desi Arnaz just stood for so much. It's like this, sure, he had his issues, but we're talking about a Cuban man who was like essentially like multicams and everything, like father and mother of television, Lucy and Desi, like that is it. And if you change that, you're changing an important essence of the figure, the character. Mm-hmm. With West Side Story, it's like, Yes, people were upset because it's not that people of other like countries can't play Puerto Ricans in a film, mm-hmm. but West Side Story has a very specific history. There is a reason people are upset with that film. And if you're claiming mm-hmm. to want to correct this, why are you repeating the same issues? Like, sure, they're Latinos, but then you're, you're also discussing like going into the whole, are Latinos a monolith, which we're not. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that was the it's... problem with America because she was like supposed to be like a monolith character and then they give her the specificity, but then they're like, man, let's ignore that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's odd then because then, but she's then has the jean jacket with the star and everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, but if you're not going to give her a sugar her... skull. I don't know what that yeah, one means. Has, Edu- educators. She has um, La Calavera um, del Dia de los Muertos, que usually like, um, is very popular, uh, well, very common in Mexican culture and it's a part of their history. Mm. They gave her a sugar skull and like she has a sugar skull on her jacket. She also has the queer flag pin, which I thought was a good one because she's supposed yeah. to be, she is a lesbian. Like America Chavez mm-hmm. is a lesbian. So I like that they had that and the mothers, but a lot of people were saying, oh, it can be played by a Mexican actress because it's not like America is specified as Puerto Rican, which, we well, but like but what but you were saying, thing. people are like, it's not specific. And yet um, she says way and she has a sugar yes. skull, which are two things that like immediately it's you coding, hear that right? and you see that. Yeah. And it's Mexican culture. So we're all Mexicans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all we're all Mexicans in Texas. Uh, we're all Cubans in Florida. Anyway, uh, we're all Puerto Ricans in New York. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's interesting though because to that point it's like yeah any actress could from any cultural mm-hmm. background can as long as you know as long as you're af- afro of that culture i think that solved mm-hmm. the problem i think the problem was the whitewashing from mm-hmm. away from the you know from the uh, essence of what the character yeah. wanted to be and then you can infuse it with the cult like yeah it could be from any culture but then she was brought up in the Puerto Rican culture in the comics. So then, but then take away the star, take away this, because it's like, it's just, it's, she's not developed yet into that character, right? So don't mm-hmm. give her the things to identify her to that thing until she quote unquote earns them. I don't know, but that's getting in the yeah, weeds too much there. Really, but they're like talking about how she stands for Latino representation by being in this film, but there's nothing that connects her to Latino culture in this film other than like, Wait. that she's a Latino actress. And speaking of Latino culture, we have to talk about Benedict Cumberbatch's atrocious Spanish. I did not understand any any time that he was talking Spanish. I'm like, what the hell is this gibberish? Just just don't don't even. I hate when they try to do that. It's just like if he can't pull it off, either dub it or just drop it. But don't don't insult us. It's like, come on, don't make me read the Spanish <laughs> subtitles. Eh, don't make me. I, I I should understand it. And Benedict Cumberbatch's Spanish was not good. And that's an understatement. And that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys feel differently about it, but oh, yeah. I, was, I was aggressively passionate against his uh, Spanish pronoun. Defender Strange, you did us, you did us wrong. Uh, <sighs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's definitely, oh. there's, it's definitely a lot to talk about with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe there's not. It's just like, yeah, it's just flat. <laughs> Yeah. To that, I mean, to that extent, I think it's maybe this is a good thing to be happening to Marvel to be like, hey, you're you don't have like the home runs. I mean, the movie's a home run financially, right? So for them, mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, they did. They, yeah, they're, they're always going to be a home movie. run. Uh, but but, but I think, but I, no, but the word of mouth is not is starting to not be as mm-hmm. consistent as it has been in the past, especially since Eternals. I think people have been now. I think people are getting a little more aggressive with with their dislikes or def- defense of marvel movies so i think now is like a turning mm-hmm. point for these yeah. films i don't know if it's a thing where they're becoming too complicated in terms of like trying to connect the whole universe or trying to or because i see it both both ways i see dr strange being like either too disconnected or too connected because like yeah you have to watch one division you have to watch loki you have to just think like understand the context around this movie but they also have to make the movie accessible to everyone that doesn't watch the movie so it's like a really weird place as like these filmmakers to be in like how do we make a movie that's connected to the entire universe that's in tv and films but also make it accessible to the normies right the people that aren't us that like aren't watching all the other movies and have them come into the movie and be able to understand what's happening it's kind of a tough I, I, I would not want to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's difficult. It is. But hire better writers. That's a good start. <laughs> hire Josie. He's a good Please. writer. I've been I've been <laughs> wanting to write an America Chavez standalone for so long. And then I saw this and I was like, look how they massacred my girl. My baby girl. For everyone wondering, that was a Godfather reference. And if you want, we can see Josie's first appearance with Triad of the Force when we discussed The Last Jedi versus The Godfather. That was a banger. Make sure to check it out. Uh, maybe you should do that though. Maybe you should just like start a, you know, shopping the script around to see if you get like the America Chavez. Yeah. I have uh, like all the comics back there. So it's just. Would you recast her if it were up to you? I would, but not because like I would continue it. But the thing is that America's supposed to be older because it, canonically she's supposed to be around um, Haley Steinfeld's age as mm. um, from Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm what? forgetting her name. Oh my god, I'm forgetting her name. What is Kate, her character's Kate name? Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. She's supposed to be friends with Kate Bishop. Like they're besties. They sometimes flirt with each other. They like fight crime together. Isn't that what they're gearing up for, though? Like, with, like yeah, Young so Avengers, basically? Which yeah. is why I wish um, America had gotten to interact more with Billy and Tommy. Because, mm -hmm. like, hello, Wiccan. Like, America and Wiccan are friends. So mm -hmm. I would have liked to have seen that a little bit teased. But we didn't get that. So uh, it's one of those movies that I'm like, where are you going? Because if only if we could um, sit there and think, okay, this is a standalone piece. It's self-contained. It's great, which is why a lot of people liked Moon Knight because it was self-contained mm -hmm. and you can just watch it as its own little thing and maybe eventually it, it'll connect. That's what we liked about the first movies before Infinity War. They were standalones that eventually like they connected. And I think they've lost sight of that by trying to build something bigger. Mm -hmm. and it leads to lackluster storytelling so please go back to like self-contained things because even Eternals regardless of what people like say or think about it at least it, like, to me it felt like a self-contained story we're mm -hmm. just talking about these figures I'm sure they mentioned Thanos because they have to but that's it and it's just their story and then yes the end is kind of open-ended open-ended so we don't really get a true ending mm-hmm but it's at least we still have a conclusion to the story with this one. It's just like, he gets a third eye and it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, I thought you were suffering and now you're, you're, you're fine. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you got that third eye. That's it. And then, then the postcard is in, it's like, yeah, like it's all, it's like, I, I, I already control the third eye. I can open it when I want. Yeah. So. It's like zero consequences, yeah. mm -hmm. zero consequences. Like, I can't, I can't, I, I know I keep saying it, but I just can't get over it. Yeah. Doctor Strange does the same things Wanda did and gets rewarded. Doesn't even have to go through another movie of suffering. Just only has to go through a couple of minutes of credits mm -hmm. to just be rewarded and be like, oh, I'm it in just, control now. If it were up to just this movie, no WandaVision, no nothing, I feel like it fails in storytelling because I can't connect with the characters. I'm just connecting with them from what I know. If I didn't know so much about America Chavez, I would just be like, okay, there's a yeah. kid. There's <laughs> a kid that has powers. And now the they, they really like <laughs> Doctor Strange and, and like she's never been trained at the at the Sanctum and now she's like being trained and I'm like, yeah. what's going on? Synergy. So, Ned is not going to be the supreme. Uh, he should. They're going to have to fight. They're going to have to fight. <laughs> All right. But uh, uh, to start wrapping up though, Josie, you were talking about like going forward with like these stories and how we set up like to, you know, proceed with the characters. So what would you like to see moving? Because we didn't see a body. So even though they dropped the building. Oh, she's the one. Wanda, Wanda, <laughs> Wanda's coming back uh, somehow. Uh, so what would you guys want to see moving forward? Because unfortunately, this is the movie we got. So this is the, you know, mm -hmm. the starting point we get to continue these character stories. So what would you guys see want to see going forward? No. Before, before we come into that, I, I want to say that in the parallel universe that after Marvel got a the the statue dropped on them, mm -hmm. I'm like, did she did they die or were they just like you know what this is not my fight? I'm gonna take a nap. I'm <laughs> gonna take a nap. <laughs> it's like, it's like it's I don't like, get paid what? enough. Yeah. When have we seen that someone of that caliber will be dead by by a statue? No, I mean Captain Marvel and What If again. Um, she like fights so much with Thor. She goes through so much and she's still alive. She's right, fine. Yeah. Yeah, well, Captain Marvel in her Captain Marvel in her movie, like literally flies through 
spaceships and stuff. So it's just like, wait, you can do that. Like a statue falling on you. That's not, so, that's so, not like so game I, over. So right? there's, there's, there's what I think. There's my theory. She was like, you know what? This, this is not my, my universe, Wanda. This, this is not my concern. I did not yeah, get paid enough for I, this. I did not train for this. Uh, I skipped leg day. I'm not going to do this. Uh, Unfortunately, all of my friends are dead. I'm just going <laughs> to take a nap here and wait for this to come down. Then I'll walk home and deal with this crap with my psychiatrist, my mm -hmm. psychologist, because I cannot. Yes, yes. <laughs> 100%. I thought the same thing, too. And I'm like, that, that doesn't do it uh, that Captain like, no, they just she's probably like realistically she probably could withstand that the problem is that we needed to move the plot forward and yeah, we couldn't have 100%. more of a fight with her because it's not her story yeah and that's why it bothers me also that they brought her in and they mm. brought all of them in but you know they just wanted to show how powerful wanda was which which i guess they did to i don't know like she I know that she's the one of the most powerful. powerful. Avenger. We did know it. We didn't need an entire film to sh like to prove that. Exactly. We already <laughs> knew that. <laughs> I'm still I'm still salty about uh Captain Carter being in and cut in twain because she was one of my favorite characters in What If and I was very excited. I was I think I was more excited to see her than Reed Richards. So yeah. The fact that though I got excited, but not because I wanted it, mostly because I was like, huh, the nerds got what they wanted. <laughs> See, that, and I that think that's bad. a that's yeah. that's a I, problem to give nerds I, what they want. Yeah, I don't it's think he's good. coming back though. People are speculating hey, now that Krasinski? his show is yeah, people are like, Oh, his show is ending. He's clearly gonna be Reed Richards permanently. And I'm like, mm, I, think so. I think this was like a fan thing. She's like, hey, yeah. we're gonna Just like Professor X, I don't think Patrick Stewart's gonna keep doing it. This was like yeah. a, like their last hurrah, kind of like give the fans what they want and let's move on. Which I I mean I wouldn't mind if Krasinski kept the role, but I think it's better if you're saying this is a one-time thing and just I think it's do, just a one-time do, do thing. your own casting. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I definitely feel like it's a one-time thing. I hope Here's to hoping because <laughs> I hate hate his stupid face, god damn it. Oh and, and yeah. not I know we I thought I did not like most of it, but the music battle was creative, and I yeah. have to with the, the back going back and forth and like the it was creative, but for like yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe exactly, for like exactly. for Disney Plus, awesome. Exactly. This. But for like the final Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange fight, I was just like, ah, that we was a choice. Way worse and what if again? <laughs> what if? But. I, I don't know what I obviously I know she's gonna come back and I do want to see her come back I just don't know what they're gonna do with her because there are some uh, only so many times you can they're gonna kill her again yeah <laughs> I either and... give up your powers or die <laughs> oh my god I think oh, I hope I hope they don't do that but I would not be surprised at all if she has to like give up her powers to be able to be with her children because that punishment don't do that yeah Oh my God. Well, uh, on that down of a note, uh, Mo, so that's your theory about where, <laughs> where everyone's story is going to go into the going to be It's going to be such a strange. You get all your powers. You get, you get the, the sheet code on your gaming console. You get access to everything. <laughs> You're cool. Wanda, you, you need to give sit up down. your powers. Uh, sit down. Sit in the make corner. Dr. Strange you a sandwich. No uh, you have no freedom. <laughs> Go back, go back to the kitchen. That's gonna be yeah. It. That's honestly uh, how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Josie, what do you think? <laughs> Again, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope we see more of America Chavez. I guess. Um. Yeah, I have no theories. I'm just usually I do, but with this one, I'm like head empty. <laughs> like, eh. I think head empty is a good way to kind of wrap up because I feel that everyone felt that way after finishing that movie. It's just like, oh, mm -hmm. edit. We it was did. a movie. It was entertaining. It was it, a movie. It, it does. Have, it was a movie. It, it was. does have good popcorn value the way you mentioned Gustavo. Like it's fun. I did have fun, but ultimately I was disappointed and I wish it had left me with more to hold on to because for example, I know everyone has their gripes with Guardians of the Galaxy because of the director and the protagonist. 
but it's a movie that makes you feel a lot of things um yeah, it does well, found yeah. family well it has a good story it has a good conclusion and good climax i thought it was well done and i i missed that because that's what made me fall in love with marvel and just the same way you felt or at least i felt watching the thor love and thunder trailer mm-hmm. like the the kind of heart that taika and people like him can bring um the kind of heart that also chloe zhao brought to eternals regardless of how people feel about it i do think she brought so much humanity to these characters mm-hmm. and with this one you just like it's possible to connect with a marvel film it's possible for it to go to more profound and give you things to think about because i mean um the whole thing with thanos sparks so much conversation mm-hmm. like was he right i don't know let's discuss there are things that we mm-hmm. can discuss and with this one i'm like the only thing that's left in my head is why do you guys hate women? Yeah, there's yeah, there's no discussion about the movie. It's about everything like outside mm-hmm. of it. Uh, unless you're like a super fanboy, she's like, oh my god, do you see Reed Richards? I feel like it's like, I think the whole <laughs> film for a lot of people is just like that Illuminati scene. That's mm-hmm. that's what the movie was about, which is interesting because it's not about Doctor Strange or Wanda. So it's kind of like, so your two main protagonists are not the important part of your movie. It was like the payoff of all these cameos for five minutes. Uh, but I think that's it for today. I think this has been like a pretty amazing conversation. I think we can keep going for hours and hours on this because there's so much to unpack and it's really difficult to keep it streamlined to like all these topics. So I think we did a formidable job. Thank you, everybody. Uh, before we... Head out though, Josie, where can people find you? I know you've been here a couple of times, but for people that are listening and haven't heard your previous episodes, where can they find you? What are your links? Absolutely. You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. You can find Film Posers at Film Posers on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, etc. You can also find my writing on Screen Spec, uh, Cherry Picks, The Mujerista, Remezcla, and Todas PR. I will attempt to put almost all of those links in the description <laughs> below uh, I, I will put like Josie did write like a wonderful article about America where she kind of goes more in depth about what we talked about here today I'll definitely leave that in the description below so everyone can uh, further educate themselves on the character but uh, without much further ado thank you so much everybody we have been tried of the force don't forget to share like subscribe hit that bell for notifications leave a review on apple podcast do all the things that all you know all the calls to action assume i said all of them please do it it helps the channel a ton if you want to financially support the channel we have a t public store where we have a bunch of t-shirts and other types of merchandise where you can buy stuff and we get proceeds from that and it definitely helps to uh, keep the channel going and we definitely appreciate it but with that thank you so much thank you Josie for joining us once again and definitely not for the last time and with that we have been tried of the force and may the force be with you Mm